0: Well, good morning, it is good to be here with you, whether you're joining us online or here in person. My name is Preston, I'm one of the pastors here at Eastside and uh, I gotta tell you, I am expectant for what God is going to do in our midst. However, I don't want any of us to miss it. So I wanna take a moment to center ourselves in prayer to become fully present and open to what God has for us. So whether you're online or here in person, I'd ask you if you would assume a posture of prayer that works for you and just begin to breathe deeply, maybe in for four seconds, out for four seconds, allowing yourself to become fully present here in this moment. And as you breathe, I would encourage you to turn your breath into a prayer. A prayer that might simply say, here I am, Lord. Here I am, Lord. Here I am, Lord, all of me. God, we thank you for a moment to be together We thank you for the opportunity to engage with you, to hear from you. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would begin even now to stir our hearts, allow us to experience what it is that you have for us in these coming moments. In Jesus' name, amen. The last song that we sang together ended with the phrase, the seed I receive, I will sow. The seed I receive. I receive, I will sow. I want you to take a second and think, what is the seed that you have received during this season? What is the seed you have received in this season? I know for me, this season has been a bitter cup, a cup full of chaos, sadness, and brokenness. It's not the seed I would have asked for. And I'm guessing some of you can relate. And if not, that's okay. But stay engaged because you never know what God wants to reveal to you or prepare you for. What is the seed that you have received during the season? I know for me, the waves of life have crashed against my heart and my mind. The waves have crashed against my family. The waves have crashed against our community. The waves have crashed against our world. It's safe to say that the storms of life have left many of us ragged and weary, seemingly unable to catch a breath before the next wave hits. It reminds me of my wife's experience of labor, the pain of contractions crashing through her body and mind, literally making it hard to breathe. I remember leaning over her with my face as close to her face as I could get it, sharing what little strength I had, doing my best to enter into the battle with her, but also knowing I couldn't carry the load for her. The waves crashed and it was hard. The waves crashed and it got harder. The waves crashed and words failed and all that was left were deep cries of a mother fighting for the life of our baby girl through the labor pains. We are in labor. We are crushed with pain. And in this season of pain, for many of us, there is no bandwidth for sugarcoating and pleasantries. No, it's time for honest cries of vulnerability and humility. Throughout the Bible, we discover the beauty of lament, the process of vulnerably and humbly turning toward God in the middle of our pain, in the middle of our anxiety, in the middle of the chaos. Many of us need the opportunity to offer a prayer of lament, a prayer of a broken heart, fully open in the presence of God. So this morning, that's what I want us to do. I don't want any of us to hold back from expressing the depths of what we're really feeling to God. And if you're wondering what in the world I mean, I want you to listen to the way the author of Psalm 77 expressed the depths of their feelings to God. They said this, I cry out to God. Yes, I shout. Oh, that God would listen to me. When I was in deep trouble, I searched for the Lord. All night long I prayed with hands lifted toward heaven, but my soul was not comforted. Anybody been there? I think of God and I moan, overwhelmed with longing for his help. You don't let me sleep. I'm too distressed even to pray. I think of the good old days long since ended when my nights were filled with joyful songs. I search my soul and ponder the difference now. Has the Lord rejected me forever? Will he never again be kind to me? Is his unfailing love gone forever? Have his promises permanently failed? Has God forgotten to be gracious? Has he slammed the door on his compassion? These questions, these words from Psalm 77 are raw. They are vulnerable. They're full of honesty and deep emotion. Sometimes... Things in this life are hard. And although it might seem easier to ignore the pain and discomfort or to numb our minds and self-medicate in a variety of ways, the scriptures make it clear that expressing the depths of our feelings to God, regardless of how messy they may be, is something that we all can do. And at times, in fact, it's something that we need to do. It's not that being real with God automatically fixes our problems, many of you can attest to that, but there's something holy, there's something sacred about being open and vulnerable with our creator. So in the coming moments, I hope you'll join me in an opportunity to express our deepest feelings to God as best we know how, all of us here in this room and online. No sugarcoating, no pleasantries, just honesty with God. And I know for some of us, this might be outside of our normal comfort zone. It might be difficult for a variety of reasons. We might struggle to even be aware of how we're feeling in this moment, let alone vulnerably sharing those feelings with God. But I hope that each of us can take a small step towards being as real as we can be in this moment. So, whether you'd like to write out your thoughts on your phone perhaps, in a journal of some kind, maybe even kneel at your chair or simply sit in silence, let's spend some time vulnerably and humbly turning toward God in the middle of our feelings, in an attitude of prayer expressing to God the depths of what we really feel. Here we are, Lord. Here we are.
1: You've told of your kindness, let me believe it, yet I could not find you, oh I could not find
0: we are, Lord. Here we are. Hear our cry. Hear the cry of our hearts for the pain that we currently experience in our own lives. Hear the cry of our hearts for the pain we see in the ones that we love. the cry of our hearts for the world. Lord, hear our cry. It can be really hard. It can be really hard to see God's goodness and love in the middle of the storm. When all we see are the crashing waves, life can quickly become overwhelming. Have you ever been in a season like that? Where God is hard to find? Have you been in a season where what you're experiencing seems so far from good? Maybe even a season that feels like hell. I've been there. There are moments when what is happening in our personal lives and in the world around us makes it hard to see the goodness and love of God. Jesus knew several moments like that. But specifically, he knew that pain on the day he was dying for our sins. Listen to the scripture Jesus used to express the cry of his heart in the middle of his pain on the cross. He quotes from Psalm 22. I'm going to read verses one and two that say, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Why are you so far away when I groan for help? Every day I call to you, my God, but you do not answer. Every night I lift my voice, but I find no relief. The storms of this life can be overwhelming. In those difficult seasons of pain and heartbreak, God's goodness and love may seem distant. That's why I am so thankful for Jesus. Yeah, there's gonna be moments where we cannot catch our breath and the outlook seems so far from good. Yet in those moments we can cling to Jesus, God with us who entered into our brokenness to definitively stand as the ultimate proof of God's overwhelming grace and mercy and love for each of us. The Apostle Paul puts it this way in Romans 8, Can anything separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? As the scriptures say, for your sake, we are killed every day. We're being slaughtered like sheep. Yikes. (laughs) I'm sure you noticed, but Paul references a pretty extensive list of possible challenges we might face. All of which, by the way, he personally experienced. And the scripture he references there is Psalm 44, which go figure, is a Psalm of lament. But listen to how Paul continues. No, despite all these things, Overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. In the middle of the storm, remember, Jesus is with us. Jesus is the light in the darkness. Jesus is nourishing food and drink in the middle of the wilderness. Jesus is the way where there seems to be no way, and Jesus is the firm foundation that allows us to stand firm in the middle of the storm. Here's what I know. Acknowledging our pain before God is a crucial piece of what it means to experience new life in Christ. Because at the place of your deepest pain, at the place of death, at the place of your cross and my cross, Jesus is there. Jesus is there to journey with us, to breathe new life into the very core of our being so we can experience life to the fullest in relationship with God, both now and into eternity. So, as we prayerfully experience this next song. I encourage you to remember Jesus, God who is with us in the middle of the brokenness.
1: Is it good that we remind ourselves of this? It is. Is anyone worthy? Is anyone whole? Is anyone able to break the seal and open the scroll? The Lion of Jude. is david's root in the lamb who died to ransom the slave is he worthy is he worthy of all blessing and honor and glory is he worthy Does the Father truly love us? You do. And does the Spirit move us?
0: Listen to the words from Revelation five. As we catch a glimpse of God's throne, a vision of what is and will be says this. Then I saw a scroll in the right hand of the one who was sitting on the throne. There was writing on the inside and the outside of the scroll and it was sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel who shouted with a loud voice, who is worthy to break the seals on the scroll and open it? But no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll and read it. Then I began to weep bitterly because no one was found worthy to open the scroll and read it. But one of the 24 elders said to me, stop weeping. Look, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the heir to David's throne, has won the victory. He is worthy to open the scroll and its seven seals. Then I saw a lamb that looked as if it had been slaughtered, but it was now standing between the throne and the four living beings and among the 24 elders. He had seven horns and seven eyes, which represent the sevenfold spirit of God that is sent out into every part of the earth. He stepped forward and took the scroll from the right hand of the one sitting on the throne. And when he took the scroll, the four living beings and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb. Each one had a harp and they held gold bowls filled with the incense, which are the prayers of God's people." And they sang a new song with these words, you are worthy to take the scroll and break its seals and open it for you were slaughtered and your blood has ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. And you have caused them to become a kingdom of priests for our God and they will reign on the earth. Then I looked again and I heard the voices of thousands and millions of angels around the throne and of the living beings and the elders and they sang in a mighty chorus, Worthy is the Lamb who was slaughtered to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea they sang blessing and honor and glory and power. Belong to the one sitting on the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever And the four living beings said, amen. And the 24 elders fell down and worshiped the lamb. And we said, amen.
1: When peace like a river, Would you stand and sing it?
0: this moment, would you once again assume a posture of prayer and begin right now to express to God exactly what it is that you feel like you need to express? If it's worship, worship. If it's pain, pain. If it's fear or doubt, questions, express it. here for you in this moment all of us in the very depths of our being god we are desperate for you hear the cries of our hearts and meet us
1: in this place
0: Vulnerably and humbly turning toward God in the middle of your pain. It's the place where we hold intention, the pain and the brokenness that we feel, as overwhelming and heartbreaking as it can be, and the glorious reality that God is God, that God is on the throne both now and forever. And because of Jesus, we
1: have and everlasting hope.